0: elegant weapon, but a more
1: civilized age.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to an elegant weapon, episode 388. Good lord. My name is Jay J M Clark. Jay the Jedi Ross Ross Jedi Jane. As always, it is so wonderful to have all you beautiful babies here with us in the High Walker Studio. It's nice to finally have a name on that shit, isn't it? Oops. You know, you know how it is with kids. And my kid right here is sitting in. The Padawan is sitting in tonight. Hello, Padawan. Hi. Hi. Uh, we got the iPad ready. We got the Procreate. We've got some interesting news to share uh, about the Padawan's work tonight, so that will be very exciting, uh, and we're just going to talk some fun stuff tonight, no particular uh, directed interview tonight, hanging out with us uh, all the way from Colorado, Mr. El Haquez himself, Mr. Josh Hawks, hello, Josh.
0: I am here, what's up, everybody?
2: Uh, also joining us... Look, the kids wanted to jump in there with a little applause for you. Uh, also joining us all the way from right down the street, beautiful Toronto. You're in Toronto right now, yes?
1: I am in Toronto
2: currently. He is in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Sam Noir. Good job, Hello.
1: Indeed.
2: Good times indeed. <laughs> for joining us all the way from right down the street. Whoop. There we go. Uh welcome back, kids, guys. It's fun to have you hanging out here with us tonight. Thought we'd catch up on a few things. Uh last time we did this kind of chat, it was all about Wonder Woman. Uh, which uh, you know, that chatter kind of died down pretty quickly. Uh not a lot of reverberation came out of the Wonder Woman, did it?
0: Uh yeah. No, I I didn't <laughs> even <laughs> have you I, seen I, it I, even, I, I, Josh. I, have you even seen it? No, I'm I'm not really a DC guy, so like uh, my my interest is not really. Um, not, I'm I'm in no hurry to see it.
2: Um, weird stuff that happens on the Facebook here. I'm just gonna write something down, quick, kids. No worries. Uh, they make you write something before you actually share the post.
0: All I knew yeah, I was looking for the post, and I didn't see it.
2: Weird, wacky stuff happening. Anyways, I'm trying something a little bit different tonight, kids. We're actually going from my own personal Facebook page, J.M. Clark, uh, on the Facebooks, uh, rather than from an elegant weapon, because I just thought I'd uh, switch it up and see how things work, because these algorithms can be kind of funny uh, how they work. Um, I hope you tuned in earlier to get the point tonight over on source point press and chatted uh, with Chris Tadlock uh, and Howard Wong and Josh Stafford just had them on the show last week and they are brand new Canadian content to source point press they got a brand new book damned cursed children coming out very very soon. Uh, it's in previews issues one, two, and three, and it's very cool to have source point North, uh, expanding its horizons, especially with such talented individuals as Josh and Howard. Uh, I can't wait to read it after talking to those guys. It sounds like a super fun book. Uh, are you excited about this book, Sam?
1: Oh yeah. Howard's a good guy. So I I don't know if I've met, uh, Josh, but uh, I've known Howard for a number of years now. So always looking forward to see what he's got, uh, cooking. I got to no, get him
2: uh, back on Canada. the show. Josh, he owns uh like a 1930s movie theater in, mm. in Ottawa. Okay. And yeah. And it sounds which awesome. theater. Oh, Mayfair, the Mayfair theater.
1: Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, he, I, I, I have enjoyed a lot of uh, cinema at uh, Mayfair. Oh, you've actually Although, been there. Oh yeah. It's a, uh, yeah, it's a rep theater. So uh, being a cine, cinephile, Uh, Although, to be honest, I think the last movie I saw there was uh, Kung Pao Enter the Fist. And my friend uh, Louise has never let me live that one down. But uh, normally, yeah, there's wonderful stuff. I think I uh, saw Vim Vendor's uh, film festival there uh, a lifetime ago.
2: There's some kind of record that they have, some kind of world record for showing the room (laughs) the movie the room consecutively for like once a week or a month or something like that for like 87 months or just some kind of ridiculous record it might even be in the hundreds and the only reason they had to stop was because of the lockdown but before that they had literally held like the guinness world record or something (laughs) for continuously screening the room you know i've still never even seen the room really
1: um, yeah i know what it's you have supposed- to see it with a crowd so we'll wait until uh this pandemic is over and we shall go see the room in a in an audience and uh maybe even a, a double feature with the uh uh the seth rogan and uh what's his name um
2: right shoot, the what? actual movie they made about the movie yeah, yeah. right Yeah, I remember back in the days, man, going to the theaters uh, here in Toronto when they would show Rocky Horror and what an audience participation experience that would be. Yeah, they'd show it all the time, right? Unfortunately, at
1: some point, they stopped letting us uh, bring the uh, toast and the rice. Right? I
2: don't know what that was all about. There was so much cool theater experiences back in the 90s when we were young and got to check out. I'm sure you went to Reg Hearts, right?
1: Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. Josh, there is there's this guy,
2: there's this guy, Reg Hart, who he had like a a room in a his, room in his uh, house that was a theater, as I on make Bathurst, quotation the marks.
1: Cine, the Cineforum. I, I think it's right. still around. Uh, really? Uh, he must be a, a thousand years old now. He, he must be. when, uh, But I still see the, like prior to the pandemic, I did see the the posters, you know, the usual. Oh, the uh,
2: classic black and two. white posters that would be plastered all over Toronto. And this guy yeah, would either sex and be violence showing. Festival. Yeah, Sex and Violence Cartoon Festival or Nazi propaganda films. Metropolis.
1: That, yeah. Uh, yeah. I yeah. went
2: there to see a Nazi thing like this, like propaganda perspective.
1: Oh, the Lenny uh, probably
2: Yeah. The, yeah. And yeah, it was yeah, so yeah. it was literally like it was in his living room and he had like steel fold up chairs and a screen like a pull up screen and i was like this is that legendary place that i've been dying to go for years that i've seen and posters all does, over toronto
1: for you do have to sit through his his chats uh he does like to uh he does like to hear himself uh talk about movies oh it's hilarious
2: yeah those were good times back in the day uh let's talk about some news because josh there's some news speaking of theaters that you must be very very excited about uh, it has been announced that Disney Plus will be obtaining and showing unto us the entirety of The Muppet Show.
0: Yes, I had a uh, a, a slight geek out moment yesterday morning, uh, about seven, 7 in the morning with my co-worker people. And they were like, what are you so excited about? Muppets are coming to Disney Plus. And they all looked at me and they were like, and? You don't, oh, you don't understand it's
1: classic.
0: They're all people. Man. They're all in their early twenties and they're, uh, um, some of them just weren't raised right.
2: <laughs> See, I plan to make this kid watch it and he may not enjoy it, but he's going to understand it and appreciate it, especially hmm. at least a couple of the episodes were very important. You know what I mean? And so well done. It was such a mastery of the art on that show. And it's weird because this is the first time we're going to see the last two seasons since it aired. Wow. Oh, There's five seasons of The Muppet Show, and only three have ever been available for home entertainment.
1: Really? So all those reruns we watched... All through the years, so so likely things that we haven't seen since we were Absol- we were smaller. Is than it just the not
0: aired in America, or is it just not aired at all?
2: It's never been available. It's been aired, but it's never been available for home consumption. Uh, for home, You've consumption. never been yeah, able sure. to buy it on VHS or Beta or anything ever since the Buck oh, okay. Show ever became available on videotape or CD or streaming or whatever. That's, but we,
1: do, we did see it in reruns then, obviously. I
2: think so. I don't want to okay. say that for sure. I don't know because that didn't come up in the information that I had uh, been listening to. But I know that for sure sense, it's never we, been available for home consumption as far as buying seasons four and five. You can only buy seasons one, two, and three.
1: Yeah, it makes sense because we do have seasons uh, one, two, and three and they're beautiful uh, colored boxes uh, at home. So, we yeah. yeah, we only had three seasons. I'm throwing the fire Had four of and five came out. We we definitely would have picked those up.
2: Um, I'm I like the new stuff that they're doing though, too. The new show oh, yeah. is, is oh, well,
1: the YouTube channel, they've they've uh, been posting some fun content on the YouTube channel. I think they just did a, a re sort of do of uh, what's what's the road trip one moving down the road or or
2: whatever? Ease they on down, three. ease on down the road. Yeah, yeah, they
1: just uh a couple of weeks ago, posted a sort of a redo of that it, in the uh, socially distance t- distant times uh, with nice. the face masks and all oh, that, Fozzie and uh, Kermit. It's kind of weird because it's sort of the new Fozzie and Kermit uh, voices. So. It doesn't quite match up with the version in your head?
2: Yeah, especially the Kermit. It's going to take some getting used to with the Kermit thing, I think. And Kermit you know. did
1: do – they did do a, a Kermit in the swamp uh, with the banjo doing Rainbow Connection oh, as well. A little That's you know, sweet you know, enough. Great. But I thought – then I think the new show – uh what's it called? Is it just
2: called The Muppets? It's uh, Muppets Now or something? Yeah, Muppets Now, I think. And it's in the same vein where they've kind of let them go loose and it's a sketch show again. It may not be live oh, okay. in a theater. So that's
1: not the one that was like The Office where No, they that was the-
2: Muppets Tonight, I
1: think. Ah, okay.
2: No, 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 wait.
1: No, Muppets Hold Tonight on. was the Muppets one Muppets Tonight okay, was the I love- old
2: talk show one.
1: Yeah, I really like Muppets tonight. And actually. then
2: they did that weird office one, which was, I can't remember what it was, it was called. I think it was just
1: the
0: Muppets.
2: Yeah, I think it was just I, the I'm, Muppets. I'll,
0: I'll look it up while you guys... Yeah, look it up.
2: But uh, then now they've got a new one, Sam, that is kind of an SCTV type idea. Ah. So it's back to the old school, like, kind of uh, formula of the Muppet show where Kermit's in charge and Scooter's, a, you know, the stage manager and everybody's mm-hmm. in place. But rather than in a theater, it's a TV channel. It's like an SNL sketch show. Gotcha. So and this able, is on Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah.
1: And yeah, I it's watched, Muppets now. Yeah, Muppets now.
2: Yeah, and uh, it's it's great. It's it's way better than I even thought it would. I thought it'd be all right. It's the Muppets, but it, mm-hmm. it 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 really lets loose. It's got that familiar old feeling from the Muppet Show of experimental improv. Do you know what I mean? To a certain extent. Uh, not that the Muppets are improv, but you know you got to be able to fill in those vo- those voids and those gaps, and the show does it wonderfully. And it features Pepe and Rizzo, which is all I need because Pepe is my all time favorite Muppet. I could just take a Pepe show, uh, Pepe and Rizzo would be like the greatest sitcom in the history of sitcoms. I think it'd be great.
3: I love Kermit.
1: Oh, we all Kermit? do. Kermit's the best. Kermit,
3: Kermit
2: is now, pretty awesome, buddy. When we talk about the Muppets. What, like, what are you most familiar with? Like, what movie or show or anything? Like, what are you most familiar with Kermit from?
3: The first movie.
2: The first movie where the what's his buddy's name or Jason Siegel's brother?
1: Oh, at, I see. So, so or Marvin uh, the or movie.
2: something. Movie.
3: Well, i like, movie. I'm most familiar of him from like the one where it was like an evil Kermit wasn't?
2: Oh, the sequel
0: uh, most wanted.
2: Yeah. I wasn't a fan of that one. I didn't think it was horrible, but it de- de- definitely didn't have the heart of the Jason Siegel one. That one. You think was, They
1: would have, you know, done, done whatever it took to get Jason Siegel back. He was right? so enthusiastic about it.
2: I don't know. Maybe he, uh, just wasn't interested in keeping going on down that road. I don't
1: know. What's that but- movie that was partly based on his own life where he staged a Muppet, uh, Dracula.
2: That was remember? the, where he's on vacation with, and his girlfriend's
1: oh, saving uh, or, or uh, getting Sarah Marshall. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Sarah Marshall.
2: Right. Yes. The Dracula. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's hilarious. Cool. You, you know, the story behind that, right. And in, in terms of, uh, I think it was after yeah. uh, freaks and geeks where he, he just uh, wasn't doing a heck of a lot and just sort of, on his own uh, trying to do this uh, Dracula Muppet thing, and he showed Judge Apatow. And I think uh, Apatow would never show this to anyone. And, uh, yeah, they eventually turned it into a movie.
2: Screw that. That's awesome. He should show it to everybody. That's fantastic. <laughs> I'm very excited about that. Catching up on uh, when I went to the Jim Henson uh, experience, In New York, York. Uh, the one time I went was, uh, there was a podcast, and forgive me, I can't remember what they were called, but it's like a best of podcast, and they basically did this live thing on stage where they showed clips from like five or six different Muppet shows, and they counted down to what they believe to be the best Muppet show episode of all time, and then we got to sit in this theater and watch that episode. And it was Harry Belafonte. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it was. It was a fantastic episode. So we actually got to sit in this theater and watch, you know, watch the whole thing on this big screen. And I was tearing up at moments. And I was with the Irish. The Irish were there. And Aaron had never seen The Muppet Show. Oh, wow. And I looked over at her face and. Her green eyebrows were just popping off her face, uh, up off the top of her head because she just couldn't believe it, like how awesome this was. And I was like, Yes, this was the Muppet Show. Um, Oh, yeah, so much brilliance. And it was cool to see it still affect somebody like that who'd never seen it before, even a grown up, you know? Mm -hmm.
1: But yeah, between the old school uh, vaudeville and, uh, puppet form and just the backstage antics. It was just right. such a classic structure. And man, the, the guest
2: stars were great. I mean, that's how I got in, in Philly uh, when I was lucky enough to host the Alice Cooper panel and I needed an in and I went with the Muppets. So the very th- first thing I asked them about was the fact that I got to know him as a child. I discovered him through his appearance on the Muppets And got him to talk a little bit about that. And the first thing he said was that was the most fun he's ever had in his career. I was like, really? He's like, Oh yeah. The being on the Muppet show was ridiculous amounts of fun. And that was so cool to hear, right? Like that's obviously a really fresh, not fresh, but like important memory to him, you know, and and all the madness I'm sure he's lived through over the past few decades that, once his mind goes to the muppet show it's
1: it's a happy memory you know what i mean there's a fantastic uh, documentary series on youtube i think it's on the defunct land Channel which usually sort of explores uh, uh, you know Disney rides and things like that, but uh, phenomenal just sort of tracing how the uh, Muppet Show got to air and how close it uh, was to not getting on the air. the first uh, incarnation of it, I think they uh, talked about how a lot of the sort of uh, uh, set pieces uh, that would become a hallmark of it uh, weren 't quite there, so it it was uh, a shock when it did finally sort of all come together and lasted like five seasons. That'd be awesome to watch. Which one was this? Yeah. Because they seem it's to called... have a
2: few of those do- documentaries. Because yeah, I was watching this... the the Imagineers was one, and there was another one that was just about one of the episodes was just about Disney World. So they seem to have a lot of cool docs going. Yeah, around.
1: this was Defunct Land. I'll I'll Defunctland. see if I can find it.
0: I'll send you the the link to it. Cool. That sounds awesome. Defunct Land. We'll yeah, I saw that. one they did on the. Um... Haunted Mansion.
1: Oh, yeah. It's like I It's
0: a- like 20 minutes, 30 minutes long, something like that. And it's just, it's deep. Oh, There's yeah. There's things in there that, like, you didn't even know, see, or even notice that were there. That They're like, we'll spend five minutes on.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Now, was this the one that also went back to the earlier concepts? Like, there was, because uh, I, I also recently saw a, a Haunted Mansion one. I've seen a, quite a few. But the one I saw, like, yesterday uh Trying to remember the pirate's name, but it was loosely based on Bluebeard's uh, castle as the early uh, concept for Disney Park. Uh, Mm. uh, You know that was sort of one of the early days, and I I can't remember which channel it's on. I'm hard. I watch all of these channels, but
0: it's been a while since I'd seen it. But I do, I do remember enjoying. Uh, just the, the deep dive on the ride itself and Have some, you both of the, some of the some of the technology? yeah I've, that's oh, yeah. My, like my yeah, see i've never been to a Disney second park. favorite thing at, at disneyland
1: and is also that cool like
0: it's so legendary is it really that cool i think so
1: it's got a lot of charm like uh, for me it's childhood come back but also they they every season they sort of uh wrap it uh, so around sort of Halloween, Christmas, it becomes sort of the Jack Skellington thing. So they, they mix it up every okay, now and then. Right. But, the closest uh, thing we
2: have to that here is the Scooby-Doo's Ghoster Coaster, right?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you, if you did go like, you know, uh, uh, sort of in the summer or in the spring rather than uh, around Halloween or Christmas, you would get sort of the classic uh, Haunted Mansion and then uh, and then, yeah. The special sort of uh, uh, Jack Skeleton version That's around right. the holidays.
2: We have uh, Canada's Wonderland here, Josh,
0: which is a uh, old. What is Canada's Wonderland?
2: It's just an amusement park, but it's an awesome amusement park, and it's out. Uh... No, he froze. Oh. oh
1: well,
2: we're all frozen. No, I'm still going.
1: Canada's Wonderland is sort oh, of uh, here's uh, fun. Here. It's a yeah, fun park basically. When we were kids, it was Hanna Barbera Land.
2: Right. Um, so this uh it's it's kind of like an hour north of Toronto and you go up there and it's an awesome amusement amusement park and this Hanna Barbera Land. Yeah, for some reason when they opened back in the late seventies, early eighties, that was the uh IP that they hooked up with was Hanna Barbera.
0: I mean that makes sense. Hanna Barbera was pretty big at, at that time. At the time,
2: yeah, at the time yeah. it was huge. And there was a little section called Smurf Village, and it was all like a Smurf area with this little climb through thing, and everybody loved it. And then over the years, Hanna Barbera just I don't want to say became lame, but you just kind of it kind of felt dated as the park went on
1: and and Yogi's, uh, yeah, uh, the bedrock wasn't quite, yeah.
2: So, what then Paramount for a few years actually bought the park and and movieized it. So they took all the rides and repainted them and gave them movie Star names. Trek. There was yeah, a Star they Trek built... Uh, and then that year, they built the Top Gun ride, uh, which is a big, crazy hanging roller coaster. And, Tomb Raider. Uh, yeah, and then they, they sold it. And so now it's not Paramount. So it's gone <laughs> back to a lot of the old names, and it's gone uh, back to a lot of new names for those rides. But the coolest thing is, Sam, I don't know if you went at all last year but they no. have they've repainted and rebranded the entire park retro style. Really? Oh, yeah. So when all the Paramount signs and all that crap, remember they had the cars and the movie posters, that's all gone. But now like all the, all the you know street signs and directional signs and everything are all old school wood painted oh, with wow. like the eighties bubble letters. And uh, yeah, no, it's kind of cool how they didn't just, keep trying to modernize it they actually went a little backwards and it feels kind of like it did back in the day because it's not Hanna Barbera anymore it's peanuts it's like oh, really
3: that's, right. that's going yeah, to be yeah. your
2: new exciting ip is like i love peanuts as much the next guy but come on peanuts wasn't are, it
1: spongebob for a while as well
2: i, I feel like
1: when my I niece and know. nephew were kids really it, it, yeah, I think that we went on the, the SpongeBob uh, ride when, when my niece and nephew were were small. Do you but, remember uh, uh,
2: Kingswood Music Theater that used to oh, be there? Oh, yeah. And Check it out.
1: The Ramones and Blondie as a double bill. Wow. Like the Kingswood. My nice. Team, it was uh, amazing. They sung Pet Cemetery. Wow. That was uh, the summer of Pet Cemetery.
2: That's fantastic. I saw Depeche Mode there.
1: Oh, that would have been a good show. Oh,
2: uh, Depeche Mode it, live is this experience where you become part of an amoeba.
1: <laughs> four I mean? four guys behind their keyboards. Yeah, it's, it's it's it was amazing. It was super. I saw cool. oh uh, the C N E Grandstand. I saw them at the C N E Grandstand. I, I think uh, Jesus and Mary Chain opened for them. Oh
2: wow, to see them open! I saw Jesus and Mary Chain at the warehouse, uh, and Mazzy Star open for them. Oh, that would have been a good one. Yeah, and then Hope comes out at the end and they do their song together and stuff. It was so cool. Oh, nice. Um, Not to get uh, political. I don't like to do it too much on this show, but Josh, I have to say congratulations to the fresh, the breath of fresh air that your country is sort of seeming to be feeling right now.
0: Yeah, hopefully it's going to be a good one. Uh, Everybody uh, yesterday, today, seemed to have a gigantic sigh of relief. (laughs) <laughs> uh, there was a lot of a lot of people counting down the hours until noon. Um, I was actually kind of surprised. We, uh, uh, we'll protect some kayfabe here. Uh, with the company I work with uh, and their viewpoints on things, I'm quite surprised we didn't actually take time out to watch
1: the inauguration. Mm. Well, yeah, history it- was made yesterday, that's for sure. I, well, I, I did a- feel like I was mm-hmm. watching history.
2: I was a little worried that, you know, the tensions would seem high, but they do kind of seem to have simmered a little bit. So that's a great thing to see because we can all concentrate on all the fun stuff. All right. That's enough talking about that. Congratulations. Memes. Oh my God. That meme is taking over the planet. It's (laughs) it's 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 it's
0: it's it's quite clear that that was not the most important thing he had planned for the day. (laughs) No. And he didn't, he had no want to be there that was clear <laughs> on his face
1: <laughs> i just think he only owns one coat man all oh, those mittens come on those, those mittens, mittens are what were, made that ensemble they were
2: made out of their they're homemade by some girl on etsy or something and they are like made from all re- recycled materials and all that kind of good Bernie stuff. So, you know. I feel
1: like Howard Wong, uh, just to give him a shout out again, won the internet this afternoon. I think he uh, uh, either heated it himself, uh, I believe, or he found it. But uh, for, for me, him uh, photoshopping Bernie next to Sharon Stone with her legs crossed, I think that won uh, the meme contest for me.
2: I saw a lot of good ones, man. A lot of really good ones. And there was even like ones within source point. Like there was one, there was I, one I of him behind the source point, the source one. Source one. point booth at a show.
0: <laughs> that, that was awesome. That was great. <laughs>
2: oh, that was good times. Uh, yeah, totally. This it's, it's, it's there, not... there was a
1: weekend at Bernie's one that I uh, quite loved. Oh, so I good. I hadn't seen that one. I, I would have
2: they're countless. I've literally I've seen dozens and dozens and dozens of them. Um Padawan, mm-hmm. would you like to give a little review of something? Um every Sunday, the Padawan has been coming over here to experience the brand new episode of Attack on Titan. Ah. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Attack on Titan.
1: I am. I'm a little behind, uh, particularly the manga. I'm more into the manga, but uh, I'd love to hear his thoughts on the anime.
2: Now, where are we with the anime, buddy? Like, what season is this you're watching right now?
3: Season four.
2: Season four. Um, th- that doesn't seem like many. It seems like Attack on Titan's been around a little longer than that, but maybe not. There's like, a
3: bunch of manga, though.
1: Oh, there's a bunch oh, of yeah. manga? Been like, out for I think a while. they're coming up on, what, 20 volumes and then dozens of oh, spinoffs offs as well?
2: Jeez. So how do you enjoy the cartoon? Now, I know last Sun- Sunday's episode, yes, Sunday, uh it was a big deal was it not uh what went down that was a big deal
3: uh so aaron fought the warhammer titan it was the first time warhammer the warhammer titan uh appeared in animation
2: oh really mm-hmm. so in the four seasons of the show this is the first time you saw this particular titan yeah now who is aaron aaron is our hero
3: uh well he's more of a bad guy now but yeah,
1: But Aaron also has a titan's form. Uh, what's fascinating is there's a bunch of, uh, I guess, rangers in Lord of the Rings terms who uh, are tasked with sort of retaking the outside world in this post-apocalyptic setting, which has been overrun by giants uh, called titans. And uh, should we give away the twist? I'm sure you've probably uh, given away the t- twist in, in past reviews. Uh it turns out that uh, some of these rangers, uh, quite a number of them, are actually titans themselves.
3: Yeah, there's nine to be exact.
1: There's nine, and, uh, and they're like kind of hiding in human form, sort of?
3: Only the Marleans when they invaded uh, Paradis.
1: Okay, see, now... But Aaron, Eren, the hero, has a titan form himself, right?
2: Does Eren have a titan form?
3: Yeah, he has three now.
2: He has three oh, now. Oh, three. Okay. You're he, fine has the
3: Atta- he has the Attack Titan, Warhammer Titan, and Founding Titan.
2: Founding Titan.
3: Yeah, it's the p- most powerful Titan. Currently, he's kind of destroying the world in oh. the manga.
1: So this is all news to me because I'm I'm a little behind. on. I think my, I'm on volume like 12 or 13 of the manga, and I haven't read it in years, but I will eventually sort of catch up and read all. The cartoon, mm-hmm. does it follow the
2: manga?
3: It does. It
1: does. Okay. Yet um, the live action doesn't. So we don't like the live action as much. Right, uh, kiddo?
3: Yeah. I, Have I you don't seen like the live it. action? There's a
1: live
2: action no. Attack on
1: Titan? Yeah. yeah there, there are two movies. And again, we, we as Attack on Titans fans, we don't like it as much. Right, dude? No. No. no it's the same thing with Death Note, right?
3: Oh, the Death Note one sucked.
1: The Death, well, the <laughs> American Death Note one sucks. Yeah, yeah,
2: because they they totally switch him up. Although it's it's what's his name as Ryuk. It's uh,
1: Willem Dafoe. He's well cast, yes, but uh, it's Ryuk. not as good as the the hey. Japanese uh, adaptation.
2: Right, go yeah. ahead.
3: Ryuk was the only good character in the movie.
2: Is There's no Japanese movie. There's only one live-action Death Note movie,
1: right? No, there's, uh, a-, no, there's a Japanese uh, live-action. Oh,
3: also, I didn't know that It's also a Japanese li- um, TV show. What? Yeah. An- Have you watched well. all of these? Uh, or do you just
2: not bother because they're so off from the book?
3: Well, I don't... See, it's on Crunchyroll.
2: You watch everything on Crunchyroll. <laughs> uh.
3: Death
2: that's cool though i mean i feel like the way my parents must have felt when i was trying to explain them like motu when i was a kid <laughs> when i try to be like okay so there's skeletor and there's snake mountain and then the power of gray skull they'd be like what because he starts telling me about these animes and i just i feel old i feel like oh this is exactly how we must have made our parents feel back you know what? in the it's- day. It's-
1: it's not a bad series to watch with Dex. I I would recommend it. I we tried. It. We
2: finished Airbender. Right, the last Avatar.
3: Did you know that's technically not an anime?
2: I know
1: it's technically not an anime, but either way, it's, we watched uh, it's, it. To, an American show in in the anime style. Shall right. I say.
2: Now we enjoyed it greatly. I finally understand why everybody is so obsessed with that show because it's a fantastic show. Now we started Legend of Korra and got a bunch of episodes in. But we have tailed off because it was not nearly as good, uh, in our opinions. Uh, we just it was moving slowly. It doesn't get anywhere very quickly. Uh, the lead character Cora is not nearly as likable as as Ang, as far as being an avatar, um, and a lot of it just didn't make sense to us. So we've kind of trailed off. I don't know if we're going to finish it. Um, but maybe, but I kind of, I want to finish it just because I love the world. I love the avatar world and all of that. So I kind of want to know what's going on. Have you seen legend of Korra?
1: I have not. Uh, I, I think I've made it, uh, I don't want to say mostly through, uh, avatar, but I sort of, uh, trailed off again. It's been on my list to uh, pick up again, but oh, so finish
2: avatar. At least it's, it's brilliant. Have you seen it, Josh?
0: Avatar? Yeah. I've seen, I believe, the f- first season and maybe a little bit of the second one. All right.
2: And I see why the fans were... That was a long time ago. I see why the fans were huge fans of that movie either. Because um, I used to think the movie is pretty cool. And then I watched the cartoon and I was like, oh, I get why the movie's not cool. Because there's, <laughs> there's elements from the cartoon that they left out that just make no sense because they were such awesome, important, and the character changes... Uh his uncle, his uncle in the cartoon, who is a very important, likable character, is completely flipped on his head into an entire different personality in the movie that just makes absolutely no sense to me. Dad? Yes.
3: Did you know I'm pretty sure Toph isn't even in the live action?
2: That's right. Toph isn't even in the well, that's the thing. We didn't get to that point yet right? Because the movie was basically season one of the show. Ah, And and I think Shyamalamalam was going to make more than that, but he didn't get Was
1: there a twist ending? Um, Did he add a a twist ending? There's a bit of a... No, there's not
2: a twist ending, but there's a little bit... Unless you count spoilers, unless you count kind of Zuko flipping sides. But uh, there's definitely a, a, a teaser that would lead right into the sequel that would have been season two. Is uh, like an end credit scene kind of thing, and so that the first, would
1: have been awesome. Uh, Shyamalan, film that doesn't have a twist ending,
2: right? Right. Well, he he didn't get to come up with that thing. And now they're talking about new Avatar episodes for Netflix. Oh wow! Um, not just new episodes, but also a new series. Um, So that's kind of very, very exciting. That's uh, news from Netflix because Netflix is just like, screw it. We're doing everything, (laughs) especially right now. It's weird. They do all this cool stuff. And their number one thing right now is uh, what is it? What's that big thing? Everybody's watching Uh, Lupin, the French detective show, you know, with the black guy.
1: Is that based on uh, Lupin, the, the Arsenal Lupin, the yeah, the, the, French, the gentleman thief? Yes, yeah, that's what that ah, show okay. is. Also and, uh, adapted in in Japan as uh, Lupin the Third or Castle yes. of Aglios. He's Aglios? a French,
2: yeah, a French version, basically of kind of like Sherlock Holmes type deal. And uh, he, uh, this show just overtook Queen's Gambit with like seventy or eighty million people viewing it. So, you know, Netflix puts out the simple stuff and it becomes huge and that pays for all the cool so, stuff, you know, like, so like just, Masters of the Universe also being rebooted by Kevin Smith and, Oh wow! and Co is going to be coming back soon. And I'm stoked for that.
1: So just as uh, chess has become such a hot item, is uh, Gentleman Thiefing going to be the next uh, right? big thing because of Lupin? <laughs>
2: Nice. That'd be hilarious. I don't know if going from my homepage was a good idea because not one single person has been watching tonight. So I don't know how these algorithms I, I think,
3: work. I think it, it's private. What do you mean? Why do you
1: think it's private?
3: <laughs> there, there's uh, there's a would. lock right next to where the minutes are.
1: <laughs> We've
2: been
3: it's it's only you. Oh
2: my gosh. It's only been us. No one's even watching us because (laughs) it's for some reason it says only me. You know what? That was probably an old school, uh, uh, I bet you I put that on because I was testing it one time. <laughs> Can you unlock it right now? As we... I'm not even going to bother. I'm just going right. to p- post it later because it's going to no save worries. through Zoom as a video anyways. Mm. Ah, gotcha. um, so then I'll just post it later for people to so, enjoy. But dex. that's hilarious. I got to remember to put it back to public. I was like, not one single person is watching. <laughs> that doesn't seem right at all. Normally, there would have been somebody who jumped in with some sort of comment.
3: By the way, that's so, Aaron.
2: Oh, that's Aaron.
0: Oh, I have, okay. me and me and Aaron are buddies. I've I've got to interview Aaron a couple times now. It's uh, oh really Bruce Pap Bruce Pepperbrook, Peppenbrook Okay, Peppenbrook cool. is the uh, voice actor. Uh, I've actually spoken to quite a few of the guys from Attack on Titan.
3: The Japanese or, really? or English dub.
0: The uh, English dub, yeah, it'd be the English dub, yeah,
2: <laughs>
3: yeah, so I, I spoke
0: I've spoken to uh, Aaron, um stand by Aaron Levi, and there's one other' you know Levi way down the list down here, um Marlowe Frudenberg, is that the actor or the Marlo no, that's the voice okay. character Marlowe Frudenberg, you know that uh, character? Todd Haberkorn.
2: Oh. Is it
3: Marco?
2: No. Uh it says Marlowe. I got him a cameo for his birthday from uh oh, is it David Caravan or Caradan? Oh, I can never remember. Uh the voice of Todoroki, Shoto Todoroki from My Hero Academia. And he sent him a very cool little video. And it's awesome they can do that. It's pretty affordable. It's like, you know, obviously it's different prices for different people. The more popular they are, the more expensive. But this this was like 50 bucks. Drop 50 bucks and this guy may, you know, makes up this awesome video and it's a very cool present for people to have, you know?
3: That's Aaron's Titan.
2: Oh, that's a cool looking Titan.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: All right. Okay, so um, why don't we do your thing before we jump into what we're mainly going to review uh, while we're Vision? having fun here tonight. We're going to get into Vision exactly in a minute, but Declan here being crazy anime freak art rat that he is and you guys have seen all his uh, progression in his artwork throughout this pandemic as he has just improved vastly uh has now decided to just make his own damn manga book and create his own characters and I'm very very proud of him for this so but Sam I just Fantastic. want you to see here I just want to
3: I just finished the
2: layout page. here I, I cannot I, wait I'm to read s- this I'm so impressed right now but anyways oh wow this is his procreate here and he's got uh these are all the pages so he's got each page digitally done and i know it's hard to see with the lighting right there but uh somehow i'm going to help him put all the pages together and yeah he's paneled them all out in a very creative sean daly-esque way what's a good (laughs) one we can show
3: Um, this one here that's the newest one is
2: this the newest page here
3: yeah
2: how do we get it to go sideways
3: you
2: can just it's not rotating it, it
3: doesn't
2: anyways there uh, it's hard to see with the light but anyways oh, fantastic. maybe we can share this once we get it all together but yeah, uh I'm looking forward to it it's amazing what these things can let kids do nowadays right like if we mm-hmm. had wanted to do our own comic it would have been a lot more difficult to figure out than just jumping on your iPad and being able to make digital page <laughs> after page after page right
1: well well i don't know about you i just took uh eight and a half by 11s folded them in half and then had a little booklet. That's how I nice. made mine. Yeah. And
2: Shawn then we took it stars.
1: to the, uh, photocop, uh, the photocopier at the library and made <laughs> copies and handed it to our friends. Staple that shit up.
2: Uh, WandaVision. Uh, my thoughts on WandaVision. Uh, I liked it. Uh, I'm not, I think they gave too much away in commercials and stuff, uh, especially in the second round of trailers where they really gave it away that she's kind of in her own universe. So she's there, um, you know, it's kind of good that this isn't going out live because I haven't once said spoilers and that's all we're talking about all night. So now this will give me a chance. <laughs> well, to get I haven't a seen it.
0: So whatever. Spoiler
2: I mean, warning it- on it.
0: You, you, know, you know me. You know me, Jay. I mean, we could talk about it. I'm going to forget it because you know me.
2: <laughs> I Never worry too so much it's, about it's, that.
0: Yeah, we're, this yeah. is no big deal here.
2: They're characters that I am not hugely invested in either. So, a, I love doing. I love the sitcom thing. I love the recreation of the old TV shows. That's just super cool and amazingly well done. But other than that, they are characters that I am not overly concerned with. And I am not overly invested in. I've never been a huge fan of the MCU's portrayal of Scarlet Witch. Um, so you know, it's fun, but I'm not dying to see it weekly. I'm obviously gonna watch it, but I'm not dying to see it week after week. Um, unless it gets better because it's been kind of slow. I feel like we've kind of watched two of the same episodes uh going even going from the 50s to the 60s, you know, maybe the black and white, maybe they could have just got away with doing that for one episode. Um, you know, cuz what's this going to be eight episodes or something?
1: Uh or, yeah, yeah, something. So yeah, like.
2: they're going six, six to or eight, they're like gonna have to they're going to have to start moving along quickly. Sam, what would you think?
1: Uh you know what? I'm I'm the I'm the target for this. I am the TV aficionado who who loves this, this recreation of the sitcom. I, I love all the homages. I, I catch all the references. So for me, it, uh, no, very distinctly having, having watched a lot of both, uh, Dick Van Dyke, uh, I love Lucy era stuff and, uh, sort of bewitched, uh, era stuff. I could actually tell, the difference between uh, the the two and the tropes and the, the, all the uh, gags, the type of gags that they were. I playing. could tell, but it just, I don't know. It felt I, like I, I so found much. it delightful. I, that's, yeah. that's and, and I am invested in uh, their romance to me that, that. Uh, Are you really, do you feel it between them? Cause I don't feel much of a connection between. Well, them. I feel the charm. Well, I feel the charm of these old shows and, uh, yeah, I, I've been rooting for them all along. Uh, we, the, I think the main issue is uh, we didn't have a lot of time to see them as an actual couple. I think they right. had, what, a total of a few minutes of screen time uh, before, 20 the minutes. In, yeah, before the infinity yeah. war uh, happened. Uh, you know, they, they, we, we had the, before they got together and then we had that whole couple of minutes so I think that's the main thing. For me, I've been following these characters since I was a kid. I've been rooting for them since I was a kid. So to see them, you know, I've uh, uh, come to life on the, on the screen. You know, I remember reading them in The Avengers when I was uh, – I couldn't even read probably. I just sort of flipped through and right. didn't even know who these characters were. Uh, I, uh, one of the very first uh, miniseries. Uh, for Marvel that I read was uh, Vision in the Scarlet Witch, the four issue one where really? gasped, it was much. revealed it was it, it was a it was a huge mind bomb that one because it was revealed that Magneto was in fact uh, her father. Before right. that, that hadn't been revealed. And then there was you know a rather to me it wasn't that exciting, but there was a novelty of the twelve issue Vision in Scarlet Witch miniseries where they moved to the suburbs and settled down and had kids but the mind bomb for me was uh, West coast Avengers, right. uh, where John Byrne just turned this whole thing on its ear. So I'm waiting for that to drop, which they're the,
2: taking influences from all of that too. Absolutely, There's elements and of
1: all of that. They're throwing
2: in there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And the vision series that this is also heavily uh, based on with uh, fantastic uh, Tom King's uh, series with phenomenal Mike Del Mundo uh, cover artwork, well-designed cover artwork. Now, uh, did she in the to. comics,
2: when she originally, the House of M, did mm-hmm. she create the world in the House of M comics because she lost vision as well? Or was there another reason?
1: Um, there was a lot of, uh, there were a lot of factors. Right? Uh, yeah. Which, she was
2: just having like a general mental breakdown yeah. in House and of M, Burn, right?
1: It was Byrne who sort of uh, depicted the initial uh, breakdown in the pages of West Coast Avengers when uh, he sort of uh, uh, took vision and, and uh, turned him into an emotionless thing. So she lost that. And then she lost her kids uh, in a very creepy way uh, via a character called Master Pandemonium who has right, right, demons for right. arms. And yeah. I've never seen a more creepier image than uh, this guy with uh, their twin babies as arms uh, but yeah, Burn uh, John Byrne really, really. Uh, as as when I was a kid reading this, it was a real sort of uh, mind bomb for me to to see that. And then Bendis, I guess, picked up on that and Wanda's instability and all the things that she had gone through between uh, you know losing the kids and losing vision, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, yeah, so she had another mental breakdown, blamed uh, uh, mutants for all her troubles. And cause the house of
2: It uh, It's... Her kids. What are her kids' names
1: again? Who do they end Uh, up being? Tommy and... uh, Their
2: names, though. Their names are like... uh,
1: Tommy... uh, Oh, uh, uh, Wiccan and Speed.
2: Wiccan and Speed. Right, right, right. Now, what I'm curious about is how they're going to handle this. Because she's now pregnant, as we know, at the end of the episode, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And she's going to have the boys, which we know because we've seen all the trailers and everything. Now, Mm -hmm. if she's in this made up world. It's going to be interesting to see the extent to what she is actually capable of doing, because, you know, do these kids get pulled out into the real world and actually become existing humans in order to do this young Avengers thing that they're trying to do?
1: Well, right? we all know that's what they're they're shooting for. So yeah, now, and in then which traveling case, through the decades.
2: Does that mean that Vision could be permanently back in the end? In the end, could she bring him back and him you know, exist as the way she's impregnated herself within this universe, right? Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see how that turns out in the end. Because my favorite parts right now are getting to the end and seeing the glitches. And seeing the the bee guy get out of the sewer, and mm-hmm. as as it breaks down, I think it's going to be more interesting for me, right? Because yeah, yeah, I, for I love sure. that kind of crap. As the
1: as the because because these are just basically for the most part, other than the the glitches, uh, these are the most loving homages to uh, TV Land and Nick at Night. Uh, Absolutely, I'm
2: excited because I believe next episode will be Family Ties, though. No?
1: Oh, will it? Okay. Gotcha. That's the uh, well, 80s. Well, no, wait, no. Right? They're
2: going to go into the 70s. No, the 70s. So what it is, would be what?
1: Brady Bunch. It Probably Brady Bunch is what Brady Bunch-esque, what I would yeah,
2: yeah. And
1: yeah.
2: It's definitely family ties in the 80s, though. Like, you can't mistake yes. that.
1: And that. Uh, there's the rumors uh, uh, that uh, a version of Quicksilver is showing up, but not necessarily... The version that we think is showing up.
2: Imagine they use Evan Peters and that is the rumor. Stuff up. I don't think there will. I think that
1: uh, that is the huge rumor.
0: I don't. Know. I hope the '90s version is uh, married with children.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: That would be sweet. That, that would, would be, be great. Sweet. Yeah.
1: And vision uh, comes oh. in, just puts his hand in his pants. <laughs> He flushes the toilet, gets a laugh. Uh, they, the modern version, they, I'm, I'm, to- uh, I've heard they, they definitely are going into that sort of uh, modern family, uh, approach, you know, with the first person. Uh, They're going to go
2: all that way.
1: And, eh? Yeah. Man. Yeah.
2: It's going to be interesting to see how far they go with stuff. I mean, now that. Luke Skywalker has showed up on the Mandalorian. All bets are off in any way for anything that anybody can show up and do anything at any time now. like we Pretty cannot much. possibly you know doubt anything and I kind of liked the idea of the only Fox character crossing over to be Deadpool and for him to continually know that he's the only one doing it, right? Like you know they're gonna have to somehow work that into it because Ryan Reynolds is overseeing the script right now. Mm -hmm. So I kind of hope they just keep it to him. You know what I mean? It'd be weird. Why bring Evan Peters in? I don't know. That just seems weird. Evan Peters
1: makes sense if, uh, you know, the, the, well, uh, Spider-Man basically we're, we're leading into Spider-Man. So I can see why they would uh, have Evan Peters because uh, she's going to, Break reality, shall we say, open up the multiverse. Uh Loki's over in his own series, Breaking Time, and uh then it all comes spilling out into uh Spider-Man three, where you've got uh Sam Raimi's uh Doctor Octopus and uh Amazing Spider-Man's Electro, I think is is the re- it hasn't been confirmed, has it? Or has there uh, no. been well, confirmation? Yes and that?
2: no. It's been cheekily, I think. Mm-hmm. I just don't think we know to the extent yet that they're going to actually go through with things. As far as well, will they just be cameos or what's
0: going to happen? I, th- I with think all that. what we'll see is current Spider-Man in some of the big shots from their two guys movies. Ah. so like current Spider-Man stopping the subway, fighting Doc Ock, right, oh, right. Okay. Um, current Spider-Man doing whatever Andrew Garfield did. Maybe he'll save mary jane i don't know
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that could be interesting for, for me my thought is uh this is their way of assembling the uh, sinister six by using the different multiverse without having to you know again we see this is going to Do- be Ga-Ga-Hu their movie. way
2: for a lot this is going to be their yeah. way for that this is going to be sony's way into making their own spider-verse it's also going mm-hmm. to be how we get mutants and here's now, the other, are you here's down the with the working theory that it's going to be the opposite of the comics, and it's got it's not going to be a no more mutants thing, but somehow Scarlet Witch on Wandavision is going to introduce the mutants?
1: Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure that that's going to be a thing because uh, yeah, how else are they going to bring them in? And uh, the other th- actually, the other thing it's I want you to point out, yeah, go ahead. Uh, Sam Raimi is directing Dr. Strange, the Multiverse of Madness. So we've got the baton being passed using his version of Doc Ock at the very least. And rumor has it, maybe Tobey Maguire and MJ. Uh, uh, Yeah. So the baton gets passed to Sam Raimi. What sort of crossover might there be in the Multiverse of Madness for him to get to play with his old uh, Spider-Man toys?
2: Right, right. I think they need to find well, a, a good excuse to do it because Wolverine kind of screws things because you can't have a Wolverine come in who who isn't super old. Right? Like a big you can't change that about a character. Wolverine being super old and having lived such a long life and not knowing where he came from, that needs to be part of what they do, don't you think? Like you can't just be like Wolverine's like just an a, a present aged. Like hero, like I think they have to make it where, you know, he's been a mutant forever, and if there have been no mutants, yeah, somehow there's going to have to be a really whacked out multi dimensional time cross. Do you know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Josh, I mean there was rumor. Uh, th- I mean there was rumor that uh, the two snaps in In Game and in Infinity War, or I guess three snaps, whatever, uh, with all the gamma radiation. That is that that is what created. The uh, the mutants or what is going to create mutants? That's
2: see, that's the issue. There can't be the mutants just be created because then Wolverine would just be created. Now Wolverine is a character that can't exist without his long past. So somehow they need to make it where a universe that's already always had the the mutants gets melded in with the with the six one six or something. You see what I mean? And like I it's gonna have to be where. Yeah, yeah, like they did with Crisis on the show where all the multi-Earths all disappeared and it all came into one universe and there was no more multiverse. You know what I mean? And
1: the great thing is they can pick and choose, right? Like at this point, they can eat just as easily depending on on what they liked about the old uh, uh, continuity. They can say, oh, we'll take this part, but we'll leave, we'll forget about everything else. That They right. can have their cake and eat it too. Uh, now, how do you guys think with uh, the news that uh, Chris Evans has signed back uh, there's a lot been made about him being Captain America do you believe that there might be a cameo being set up uh, for him as the human Torch? he's denied it he's out now well, but they all have to deny it that's right thing. but I don't it's deny. like uh, what's her, I think, I think he's
2: walked away man I don't think if if they've got him back it's got to be for a very very important linchpin type situation it's got to be where they had to drop a dump load of money mm-hmm. in front of his house to get him to do like five minutes or something i did, i do well, not after that ending with cap i don't see him just yeah. coming back and it being the character do you know what i mean
1: so it, it's more than just uh if they do sort of uh uh do a a captain another captain America movie uh, you think it'd be more than him just showing up again, just to give his blessing yet again.
2: Yeah. That's the thing. I think he's done with that. I think he's moved on Chris Evans. That's why I think if he's coming back, it's almost something where they just couldn't do without him. And they probably had to convince him to do it. You know what I mean? Like, cause I can't see how it would work because He's been through no. so many multi-dimensional adventures mm-hmm. already,
1: right? Well, here's, here's another theory that's sort of uh, been, been discussed. Uh, with the multiverse of madness uh, opening up, uh, essentially the theory, here, the theory is that uh, the next Avengers movies are going to be based on Jonathan Hickman's run, where the Illuminati are trying to stop the other dimensional incursions, which will lead to secret wars the Hickman version of secret wars.
2: This is going to get complicated either way, I think. And, but oh, you know, actually Feige is pretty good at simplifying it, but it's going to be mm-hmm. interesting to see where this all goes. Cause it's, it's, it has to lead to secret wars, right? Like you got nothing left mm-hmm. after secret wars. And I think they're going to, that's, that's years away though. I think that's another 10 years, honestly, before we get into a secret wars, I think it's going to be a serious mutant buildup from this point. I think the two things they're going to concentrate most on are a mutant buildup and uh, the young Avengers. And then Spider-Man will kind of start to be doing way more of its own thing. I think spider mans going to have less and less to do with the main MCU. Um, I think it'll always be a part of it, but I think it'll be less and less that so they can really concentrate on their Spider-Verse because Sony's probably at this point like, on, let's get you know, let's get our thing going a little more. Do you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, but either way, I think it'll be interesting. I saw a fan made poster of the three Spider Mans all kind of hugging <laughs> each other in the rain. And <laughs> I, I don't know if you've seen this, but it's it's a really I've seen the
1: well- one where they're pointing at each other like, uh, yeah. no, the meme. Like, is
2: like, like
0: the meme, yeah.
2: No, this is like a movie poster type looking one where they're all kind of on the side and you can't see their faces. All you can re- they're kind of you know, it's like faded out. But it's basically the three of them. It's like Andrew Garfield's a tall one and then Toby Maguire <laughs> and then just little little Tom Holland is kind of there in the front. And it's actually a really sweet poster of three Spider-Man kind of just holding each other after it was obviously like a hard time, you know. So I hope that's the kind of vibe we sort of get. Cause I I could give a damn if I ever see Maguire again, but I would love to see Garfield put that suit on again. He's my favorite by far. He was the most Peter Parker of any of the Spider-Men to me. At least the 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 Peter Parker I grew up with and I envisioned growing up during the McFarlane years and stuff, right? Um even though he's a bit younger than that Peter Parker would have been. Uh either way, he's way more what I always envisioned as Peter Parker, you know. Not that no diss on Tim Tom Holland. I think Tom Holland's good too. But uh, I don't know. There's just something about Garfield I really enjoyed, you know.
1: Well, in terms of the romance uh, part of Spider-Man as well, I think him and uh, uh, Gwen, Emma Stone? yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Emma Stone, way the more chemistry. chemistry,
2: absolutely, yeah. way out better of, chemistry. out of all the out all of all, the yeah. Uh,
1: relationships.
2: Yeah, absolutely, I agree. 100%. And I would love to see
1: her as Spider Gwen. I think she'd be a great. Oh
2: Spider-Gwen. yeah, I think she'd be fantastic. It's oh, I can't wait to see how far they go with all of this stuff. Uh, It's good times. Uh, All right, kids. Um, It's weird um, that there's no actual live audience. I've gotten used to recording this thing live and uh, I thought I was, but we weren't, but either way, if you do watch this live on Facebook, thank you. Cause I will again, repost it there. But if you get confused and try to comment, no one responds, please understand. We're not ignoring you. We just already did it and it's done and over. But we'll do it again. Uh Sam, Josh, thank you so much for hanging out, guys. That was an absolute blast of a review show. As always,
0: as always. Sorry I didn't have more to contribute.
2: Uh, that's okay. I thought you contributed a fair enough amount. Um, you know, it's uh, always though enjoyable to have Sam here and his encyclopedic knowledge of the <laughs> world. Uh Sam, you never you never come on this show without me learning something. So I always appreciate it. And I still don't know how you retain all that information. You know?
1: <laughs> oh, I just forget things like uh, you know my uh, my family's birthdays and
2: uh, <laughs> <laughs> that brain. <laughs> how that, to, room in your brain you has been to exchanged take home. and sacrificed for that? Yeah,
1: all the important things. You know, right. my social insurance number <laughs> couldn't tell you, <laughs> but I will. I will tell you like every single you know obscure Spider-Man trivia. It's all. It's all trapped in there.
2: Those are the important things in life, Sam. (laughs) (laughs) All right, kids. uh, There you go. That was a fun episode for this week. Uh, We do have some exciting stuff coming up. uh, Some interviews. I've had a lot of fun mixing it up. So I hope you're all enjoying this because once in a while we'll do one of these shows. It keeps it fresh and fun. And I've been throwing a lot of cool interviews in for a lot of exciting stuff coming out. Uh, Two episodes ago, we had Josh Werner who is the founder and art director of source point press on the show. Um, talking about lots of cool stuff. Uh, what it was like to get a threat company through this pandemic. So that is available on all the fine podcast mediums, as well as on YouTube. So go give that a watch because Josh is a pretty guy. And last week's episode with Howard Wong and Josh Stafford, as I mentioned, is also available on YouTube and everywhere else. Uh, go check it out. Damned cursed children, or as I have informed them, as I like to pronounce it, damned cursed children. Because I don't think we say cursed enough um but that's just my own silly little thing uh and either way you should check out uh that and many more comic books from source point press available in your lcs or at source dot com you can check josh out at POI podcast.com as he hosts the voice of interest podcast and sam noir he does a whole bunch of stuff you are uh Writing and drawing and cauldroning and doing what you do. Uh, so definitely check out the Cauldron uh, magazine series. Uh, and
1: uh, what else is going on right now, Sam? Uh, within two weeks, hopefully, we'll be. Oh, Bally Skillin. Is Bally Skillin uh, out? Bally Skillin, literally yesterday, uh, the lovely and talented Andrew Dorland dropped all <laughs> the artwork into my lap. So awesome. we're within. Two, three weeks of Bally Skillin headed to the printer. I am so excited about that. We are also two, three weeks out from uh, uh, f- we're gonna call it fandemic. So our old uh web comic, uh, fanfiction or fandomonium, as it was known as at different times, is now going to be collected in one volume called Fandemic. And all new material, so we're going to be making fun of some Mandalorian, uh, nice. a little bit of the uh, Disney takeover of Fox. Uh, yeah, fun stuff. So, uh, I'm looking forward wonderful to wonderful cover of uh, Godzilla, Puking oh. up radioactive stuff filled with tiny little characters. I can't wait to show you the cover. I'll send um, you a preview, Jake. That sounds you just funny. you just you to. just
0: got me on board. You said Godzilla,
1: so I'm there. That's, I'm, I'm that's all Josh needs. I will send uh, it to our group chat.
2: Cool. Uh very good. Um, like I said, POI podcast.com. Uh check out the Points of interest podcast. And uh that's cool. So come back next week. We'll have something going on. I got a few guests. I, I got one guest who's gonna be coming up soon, kids. Um, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and so say it. I don't know if it's gonna be next week or maybe the week after. Uh, He's needed a few weeks to deal with a few things, but Graham Mizorak will be returning to an elegant weapon. Uh, News has leaked about a certain individual named Graham's book. Uh, being put out by a certain publisher that if you're watching this show, you probably know that publisher. Uh, huge news and I can't wait to talk so much about it. Uh, SourcePoint Press North. That's all I have to say. It's getting bigger and bigger and more badass. And I just love it. Uh, but until then, kids... Oh, i got all these mics everywhere. Until then, kids, uh, that's all we're going to have this week on An elegant Weapon. So... Takarish
0: elegant weapon but them all
2: and once again Wednesday. so you know this is the slackers ska bohim off the boss harmony sessions available on itunes spotify so many places go to the and experience the greatest band in the history of music we'll see you next ki- uh, next week kids all right okay back it is Ah. <laughs> oh.